Hi everyone, it's Adme here, the founder and editor-in-chief of Yappa. So for today's installment, I'm just kind of reading out an article that I had posted on the site um, with a little bit of background into it as well because I posted the article about an action that I did, a specific action, and I left some stuff out. And I feel like the, the stuff I left out, um, well, I'm not going to go back and edit the article, it's fine the way it is, but you know what, um, I, I just feel like opening up might be a bit necessary too. And because um, I, I can't encourage people to have courage if I don't do the same. So I'm going to do that. Um, just a kind of a public safety announcement. This article isn't really going to be very funny. Or it's not going to be me trying to be funny. Um, it's going to be, well, depending on your experiences, it could be harrowing. Oh, that's a bit over dramatic. I will say it does go into the theme of suicide. So I don't want anyone to be triggered. I just want to have a frank conversation about something. So that's what this is about. And it's not be that sad either. You know, I'm going to try end on a light note. Just, you know, to it, it's kind of more something like something bad happened and I want to make a, a good out of it. That's kind of what this is about. Okay, so don't worry. Don't call childline on me, please. Okay, so um, the article is called What is Hair and How to Cut It? And uh, so, yeah, that, that's, I'm just going to begin. I'll, it's both, this will both be the article and some of my notes as well. So I'll begin. What is hair? In our day-to-day lives, we assume that we have no tangible connection to our ancient ancestors, that we're kind of fully developed, that sort of thing. Still, in the majority of cultures globally, in every century, every decade, we believe that hair is a symbol of fertility, femininity, if I pronounce that word right, and identity. There still exists a standard to which everyone, particularly women, are encouraged to uphold. You know, so it's not a very uncommon thing that if a woman has long hair and they want to cut it, everyone is like, oh, you know, don't cut your hair, it's so long, it's so luscious, especially me. And speaking of me, hair was everything. Um, for me, it was a connection to my African-American heritage on my mom's side. It was idiosyncratic to where I lived in comparison to the natural Irish hairstyle. And my most recognizable feature was the eccentric updos I would sport wherever I went. Who would I be without that? So um, one evening in early 2017, maybe late 2016, I, I kind of thought to myself, you know, who are we without hair? And I thought of my father. He's just to fill you guys in, he he lost his hair to male pattern baldness. He's he's a man who kind of being a guard, he kind of prides himself on his own strength and his own val valor and he was taken down a proverbial peg when male pattern baldness struck him. And I laughed at him then. It was all one big joke. However, after some personal growth, I'm of the opinion that we shouldn't diminish the shame of losing your hair in the prime of your life. I spent most of my time thinking about the unfortunate who lose their hair during an illness or an affliction, most notably chemotherapy. And how often do we underestimate the joy of having hair and styling it until it's taken away from us? Um, just off the topic of hair, and this is kind of where things might get a little emotional. Um, I lost a friend to suicide in 2014. And since the day I learned of her passing, I kind of 
I've always tried to find some way to talk about her that wasn't, oh, she died of suicide. You know, I always, I've always tried to find a way to express um, how she made me laugh on my bad days or how she made me laugh harder on my good days or um, how in youth work and in volunteering and art and poetry, how she was kind of my better at everything and um, how I didn't really mind. I kind of, I was fine to, oh, I was fine to support her with that um, because I kind of, I looked up to her and uh, it's really kind of hard to try find the right, the right words when um, you have this, this unspeakable lightness in the, in the shape of a friend, uh, your one friend when you've been bullied all your life, and when that friend suddenly goes away. And uh, it's been nearly four years, um, and uh, it's, it's still, it still stings. Oh, I'm not crying. <laughs> it still stings. And, um, yeah. But I, I, I've grown. I definitely don't grieve as much as I did back then, so I'm okay. Um, on the on on her birthday, actually, which is the 13th of May, I, I picked it because it was her birthday, and because she was, was so into youth work and so into volunteering and being an advocate for everything, I, I picked her birthday to cut off my hair. In, in 2017, I have, to, I have to add, I cut off my hair in aid of mental health awareness. So um, what I did was I got my iPhone and I went straight into the bathroom and I recorded everything for a live stream and uh, I broadcasted it. So I, I did it for shock value, sort of, because I wanted to spark a dialogue going on, you know, because typically if you're shocked, it kind of spurs people on to ask, oh, why did you do that? And, and you know, why did they feel so passionately about that? So, yeah, I, I hadn't told anyone besides my friends and my family. I told my family like a month before, so they were well clued in and they were fine. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> you can imagine the shock that everyone else had felt when their, you know, beauty conscious friend had hacked off her hair with the scissors. And uh, I should say that I was going to get a razor and then my razor broke, so I did it with the scissors. <laughs> um, on that live stream, I talked about drastic budget cuts to the mental health sector. I talked about the underdeveloped state of Ireland's mental health sector, particularly for young people. And I spoke a little bit about my friend uh, and her, her passing. But I, I didn't really speak about her so much because I could, I could kind of feel the emotions bubbling up inside of me for want of a better expression like I, I already knew it was going to be a, an emotional time um, and then a half an hour later after I started all my hair was on the floor or in the sink and I was suddenly a, a bald young woman and I didn't I didn't cry which has always caught me off guard I, I never cried during that experience I think it was just shock for myself as well like I really didn't think that I would do it, you know, even though I was so passionate about the idea in the days leading up to what happened, I, you know, I kind of nearly tricked myself into thinking, ooh, this is a great idea, I can talk about it, but I'm not going to do it in the end, I'm going to chicken out, and, and then I really did the action, so <laughs> it's definitely shock. Um, but this was, after all, it wasn't just cutting off my hair, it was actually a campaign that I had started. Um, not really a, you know, 
ice bucket challenge campaign where I wanted everyone to take part, although if someone else cut their hair for mental health, who am I to stop them? That would have been cool, but they didn't. But I did do a campaign for myself, and it was kind of like a five-step thing, program, reasons for doing it, that kind of thing. I wanted five reasons for cutting off my hair, because I think it was my mom who said that if you can come up with five reasons for doing it, then I'm going to let you do it. And I came up with five. So um, the five reasons I did it was to kind of, well, the whole campaign was called to start again. And that was the first reason. It was to start again physically, figuratively, in every sense of the word in my life, it was to start again because I knew I couldn't keep grieving and I couldn't keep the anxiety going, that kind of thing, you know, that kind of a way. Um, the second reason was to create awareness and, like I said before, open up a dialogue about mental health. Um, and, and, you know, with the release of 13 Reasons Why, which I think was released like about a month before, everyone was starting to talk about suicide and, you know, Hannah Baker and was she right to kill herself and what makes a person kill themselves and, you know, that kind of thing. And so it really went along nicely what I did because people were already talking about it so at least people in my own area were like oh Ebony wow you know I, I really didn't think that um you know I had to talk about my mental health before and it was kind of a great thing that you did I'm not I'm, oh I can't speak right now I'm emotional I wasn't saying that sentence just to boast about myself but that's kind of the reaction I got which was really positive um the third reason was to cast off negativity by cutting my hair away because the thing was is that as soon as I started chopping off my hair and believe me guys I had a lot of hair as soon as I started doing that all the the bullshit that I've ever lived with all the drama literally all of the negativity I could almost feel it falling away with every you know clip of the scissors and that sounds really cheesy but it that's kind of how it worked um excuse me, in 2017, in early 2017, I kind of found myself homeless, so I had to live with my grandmother, which, and, and you know, a little apartment, and like five people were living in this little apartment, because homelessness is, actually, no, homelessness is a, a podcast on its own, but needless to say, I wasn't living in a very good situation, and um, so leading up to me cutting off my hair, it was, there was a lot of things going on in my head that didn't um, that didn't rest easy with me, or didn't like didn't uh, kind of contributed to negative mental health, should I say? And it manifested, and there was a lot of stress coming up, and exams were coming up the following month, and um, it just it took its toll. So I just felt it was incredibly liberating and a cast off negativity. And, and luckily that was my third reason. I just predicted that it might happen out of, you know, watching other people shaving their head for cancer. And it did, it did happen for me. So it cast off negativity. And that was reason number three. Um, the fourth one was to show that beauty is skin deep. Um, again, as someone with uh, body dysmorphia and that kind of lasted a long time uh it, it my beauty well it you know me considering myself beautiful beforehand it really was with every time that I looked in the mirror I'd see a different version of myself and I would never be able to tell if I was going to like that version of myself or was going to hate it for the rest of the day and typically it was the latter so I kind of had to prove to myself and other people that beauty really is skin deep and, um, you know, it, it's not as shallow as 
looking at yourself in the mirror. Now, obviously, when I say body dysmorphia, that doesn't completely just go away with one action. It does take a lot of mental health work, and it didn't fully go away, but it was the start of a movement. So I'm not saying if you cut off your hair, you will no longer have, you know, eating disorders or body image issues or anything like that. So please don't take it that way. But it was just a symbol that I could be more than what I saw in the mirror. And that was reason number four. The next one and the last one was to show that nothing is permanent in your life, despite how permanent things may feel. And believe me, I felt that a lot of things have felt permanent um, and that just wouldn't go away. Um, it, it it does somehow. Somehow there's always a solution. I, I can't explain why. I don't know what it is, but I was talking to my mom about this and she made such an amazing point that I just have to quote it here that, well, okay, I can't quote it verbatim, but do you remember the problems, the harrowing problems that you had last year? Most likely you're still not in them. Um, and I, I really hope that you're not in them. And otherwise, if you still are in them, maybe they're not as bad. Or if you're in the midst of a problem right now, I can assure you they will go away. I, it's one of those hidden wonders of the world. It's one of those, if you believe in God, then you can say God did it. If you believe in a higher power, then it's the higher power. And if not, then you can just say it's a mystery of how the world works, but it does happen. And like my hair growing back, which it definitely did very quickly, nothing is permanent. I didn't stay bald forever. Um, so that was my five reasons. Um, and the campaign, I should just add, it wasn't a way to make money. I didn't make any money off of this, unfortunately. I thought maybe I could do some modeling for Instagram, be that bald model and get like loads of money from advertisers like Kim Kardashian does. But lo and behold, I didn't. Um, but I was still, despite not making any money off of that or advocating money be donated anywhere, which maybe was a bit of a mistake, um, I was still contacted incessantly by locals in my area. Like I got contacted by three different schools in Avon saying that they were donating money to Jigsaw, um, which is a mental health service in, well, in different localities. You can look that up yourself if you want to. It's a brilliant organization. And they contributed to the Green Ribbon campaign, which is what I was kind of um, back, uh, so which I was, um, which was backing me for this campaign, I should say. And, you know, people really did come together as a community because of what I did and either talked about mental health, like I said, or donated to a service. So it's like a ripple effect of positivity. So that really was taking a, a good out of a bad situation. Um, and, you know, after the strange kind of elation, I kind of had, or, you know, I kind of felt rather different effects on me uh, over my campaign. Um, and because it ties into mental health, I'm going to talk about them really quickly. And then I'm going to wrap this all up and, uh, and just mention my friend one more time because I'm kind of moving away from her and her birthday. Uh, it's coming up again so yeah um about the effects that the shaving had had on me uh i call it shaving i cut my hair off late but anyway um one thing i should say is if you're going to cut your hair off for a cause or if your hair was previously long and you cut it off or if you're a female and you cut off your hair you get a lot of stares and you get a lot of comments thrown your way and uh, it's not positive a lot of the time um like 
in Bazaris, I was walking around, I was waiting for a bus, and uh, someone behind me who wasn't a child, because I didn't mind young children asking questions about my bald head because they don't know any better, but it was an adult who behind me had said audibly, ooh, does she have cancer? Which, okay, I don't take cancer as an insult, but the fact that they kind of had the the gall to speak so openly and condescendingly about it, that was what I found horrific. Um, a lot of stares as I was just traveling for no reason. People were looking at me as if I was one of those like radical, I don't know. I, I don't even know what to call it. I was going to say a radical feminist who just shaves her head, but that's kind of a stereotype. But um, you, you know what I mean? I, I kind of got looked at it as if I was a danger when I wasn't. It was just my hair gone. Um, and initially, you know, to, to travel to places, it took a lot of red lipstick wearing to to feel somewhat myself. Um, see, the thing about shaving my head was it wasn't just my head that was bald. It was kind of the rest of me, too. I had to kind of feel completely naked while wearing clothes to accept myself for who I am and to finally understand that, you know, well, the beauty can't really penetrate the skin until it lives underneath it, basically. Um, with that in mind, though, uh, it took some time, but with that in mind, the negativity in my life, it kind of began to fade, you know. Um, everything that was on my mind, I kind of realized, well, because I only live once, there's no reason for it to be on my mind. I'm, I'm only on this planet for a couple more years, you know whether that be 50 years, whether that be 10 years, whether I die tomorrow, there's no reason to worry about those problems anymore. Um, and I began to be unfazed about pettiness, you know, like the pettiness that kind of went around my school, the pettiness that surrounded my year, the drama, the, the comments, you know, the, the looks. I, I got to compartmentalize what was going on in my life and it felt so liberating. You know, I, I had started again, all of those effects that I'd mentioned, all of those, sorry, all of the reasons that I cut my hair off, they all started to blend together in a nice little package, as it were, and I became a better person. Um, so it was kind of personal growth, really. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, just to coincide with what I was saying and actually what I had just written, weirdly enough, I ran my hand through my hair. <laughs> and in the article, that's exactly what I just said. But I was wondering... In when I was writing this article, I was wondering what to write just to wrap it up, and uh, I wanted to talk about how nothing is permanent, because my hair grew back, and that long time, I, that long-term pain I felt about my friend, it's it's slowly but it's surely easing away, and um, she told me something uh, a couple of months, I suppose, before she passed, that um. Everyone kind of, well, her favorite expression actually was um, the darkest hour is just before the dawn. And basically, we all experience bleakness. You know, those times that are so dark that you contemplate even darker actions. But um, maybe what my friend couldn't realize, and not that I blame her, but maybe what she just couldn't see was that life turns with the tides and ugly moments they wash away and and within those moments you know those moments where we're being tested it there is a glimmer of hope to cling to 
because something I learned with cutting my hair off and what my friend Annie never really got the chance to learn was that every person has the capacity to start again. And that's, that's why I wrote the article. Um, Annie, my friend, she, she wasn't the only person that I knew to contemplate suicide. There's a couple of other people, thankfully, thankfully are still alive. Um, and I feel grateful to the fact that I've only, not that I've only lost one person, but it could have been so many more. Um, and to anyone who's listening, whether it be someone I know or someone I don't know, I don't really know the perfect advice to give you so that all of your troubles go away. I don't really know the exact words to say to describe in a non-pretentious, non-sugar-coated way that things will get better because you've already heard of them, I'm sure. But what I do know is that I've kind of been, I I have been in that position before and I relate and I know you've heard the expression you're not alone before, but I just can't stress it enough. Um, there's, There's always going to be a way that you can carry on. There's always going to be a way. I know it doesn't feel like it right now. So for anyone, anyone experiencing suicidal thoughts or self-harm thoughts first of all I'm, I'm really sorry you're in that position on behalf of your mental health um, but it does get better I, it does um, and to Annie or her family if she's listening uh, if, if they're listening I should say um, I, I stand with you. I always have, and I always will, and I've all, I will always stand with a person who's lost someone to suicide. It's, it's one of those things in life that just makes living truly ugly because you, you, you just see such an innocent person and then they, they go and you never know what's going on inside someone's head. Basically, this is just a really long-winded way of saying take care of yourself. But anyway, I, you know, thank you for listening. I'm sorry I got very emotional. I didn't really have a script other than reading out the article that I had, but everything else is me, and I'm sure you can hear me rambling away. And I'm, I thank you for getting up to this point. Um, and thank you for listening, despite the emotion. I felt like I had a way of opening up in a way that I never really got to before. So thank you. And please do keep listening. Hopefully some other articles will be funny or lighthearted. Hopefully I ended on a nice note. And um, yeah, please listen to all of our other podcasts. So thank you. This is, I've been Ebony from Yappa. And yeah, thank you.